This is the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast, where we are meeting every week to discuss living from a position of power, living with boldness, living with confidence. This is the practical podcast where we are walking out God's principles and promises to see the best manifested for our lives. You are the CEO of your life. You have the God-given power and authority to live a purpose-driven, successful life. We are here for another week of Money and Matrimony. We made it. Never would have made it. But we made it. We didn't make it on Monday because there was a serious thunderstorm and torrential rain here in Brooklyn. And my husband and my baby girl were caught in the rain on their way home. And so I had to really tend to that situation and get everything dried up. They came home soaked. So... In addition to that, the mister and I have been extremely busy doing all kind of running around all week. And so we figured we would collect ourselves and come back to the drawing board today. So here we are for another week. This is week four of Money and Matrimony. And we couldn't wait to chop it up with you guys and talk with you about all things family, finance, marriage, money, and everything in between So here we are. Last week, we talked about budgeting. And we talked about how budgeting is not a dirty word. Like I used to think it was, in all honesty. The better B word. The better B word. I can't. You're not even in your mic. Don't even even bother until you can situate yourself. Listen. 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 What's up? I'm sorry. This is my second time saying this to you. I had to move the car. This is my second time saying this to you for mm-hmm. the day. When all else fails, listen to your wife. <laughs> Oddly enough, people, I literally said this same exact thing to my cousin. Which was what? When all else fails, listen to me. When all else fails, listen to how, me. How did I listen to you, though? Because I asked you if you were going to get dressed or not, and you were like, <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> you were like dressed why and i'm like oh okay i didn't know we didn't need to get dressed <laughs> like since when do we not i didn't realize the shot was a a wide shot no. <laughs> so back to week four of money and matrimony yeah. so last week we talked about budgeting and we actually gave some we shared some of the practical tools and and methods that we use for budgeting and Um, the ways that we've been trying to get our finances in order and get a handle on everything. Because sometimes it feels like Mm -hmm. your money is um, slipping away from you and it it, it tends to feel like you can't quite keep a grip on your finances and what's going on with it. So we talked about just some of the the ways that we had to change our mindset and some of the methods that we had to implement together as a couple in order to... um, Implement a budget, develop a budget around our spending, and actually work that budget um, each and every month. And the discipline and the consistency that we have had to put in place in order to work that budget. So that is what we talked about last week. Budgeting is not a dirty word. And contrary to popular belief, the biggest takeaway for me from that discussion, babe, was that Mm -hmm. um, budgeting is not a means of... 
making you uptight, restricting you, stopping you from enjoying your hard-earned money and having a good time. It is more so a means of tracking your spending, helping you figure out exactly where you need to tighten the reins, and also giving you the wiggle room to enjoy the things that you like to enjoy within moderation. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. This life ain't easy. It's not the parenting thing. It's not easy. Liberty comes out here talking about she needs us to fix Masha and the bear. So the mister ran inside to go and assist her. But yes, that was my biggest takeaway from last week. So guys, you come on into week four of Money and Matrimony. Make sure you guys share the video. Sharing is caring. We are thrilled that this heat wave has broken, although it brought with it. Sit down, Perth Phillip. Although it brought with it some torrential rain for, for a couple of days, we are glad that the heat wave is gone. So I'm hoping you guys are uh, in your house under your AC, ready to uh, join us. AC. Hi, Nay. How are you, my love? Hey, Nay. Hi, beautiful. You call her Nay Nay for the, short? I, no. Oh. We call her Nay for short. Her name is Renee. Oh. <laughs> this is this is week four of money and matrimony, and so we originally um, came up with the whole money and matrimony um, live podcasting as a means of just opening up and broadening the scope of the discussion, especially as people of color, especially as people from um, West Indian communities, we think it's important more now than ever to have this discussion about money, about finances, about building actual wealth and not just, you know, having a little cash here and there and a little bit of money to buy nice things. And so we said, why not just take it to the masses and have a whole um, discussion and get everybody else included? Share Uh, with us what you know. What's week one? What what was week one's topic? Week one, so excuse me. You tell me what was week one's topic. I know it was. That's what I'm asking you. So you okay. Could, yeah. All right, sexy. Week one, we discussed when is it too soon to talk about money with someone that you're dating or courting? After all, this is money and matrimony. So we started the week off for week one, which was the first week of July. We started off by talking about when is it too soon to talk to an, a person that you're you're seriously dating about finances? Of course, Mr. Phillip made a point of saying that um, if you if it's not necessarily serious, if you're just having a good time with the person or you just um, chilling and see seeing where it goes, you definitely don't want to start being like, oh, well, here's my credit report and that's my credit score. But on the contrary, when you know that this is a person that you're serious about, which for guys, y'all be knowing. Y'all be knowing nice and early mm-hmm. when it's serious. So when you know with somebody that you're serious about and you're being intentional about the relationship, when is a good time to talk about finances and where you stand financially with each other? So that was week one. No faces, honey. You're live. No faces. Hi, Naomi. Yeah, Hi, hope. beautiful. Who's that, Nene? That's not Nene. You don't have your phone in your hand? <clears throat> you said, uh, oh, that's Naomi. Nene. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? So that was week one. Uh, week two? Um, week two. Week two. Dang, I don't remember week two. I'm not even Oh, my online. gosh. How you forgot week two? I don't know. That was like our favorite week. Week two was our favorite week. Yeah. You, so you tell me what week two was about. What we talked budgeting. about? Budgeting. No, week three was last week. We talked about budgeting, honey. Okay. So um, as you guys come on and make sure you share the video Sharing is caring after all So make sure you guys share, share, share Hi Naomi, my love This is week four of Money and Matrimony You finally made it to join us 
We love you guys. <laughs> Renee said, hey, Pert. <laughs> I love it. I love how my friends say your name. <laughs> Come on in and share with us your thoughts. What are your thoughts about money? What are your thoughts about money in the context of relationships and marriage or in the context of children and raising children? We discussed um, a couple of weeks ago about the different books that you've been reading, babe. And the different financial um, literacy things you've been engaged in. But also the fact that you've been getting Jay, our 12-year-old, engaged in the same thing. Um, so how has that been for you, babe? Trying to really and truly appeal to someone his age who's probably mostly consumed with um, NBA, K, 2K, whatever's out. NBA, um, K. K2, Live, 3, 5, 6, <laughs> and um, uh, Fortnite and these things, you know, and his, mm. his, uh, his AirPods are the best thing in his life right now. And so it's like, how mm. do you appeal to um, a child that young and actually say, you know, read this rich dad, poor dad book? I mean, listen, it's, 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 it's kind of um, just involving them in a lot of different things. And some things will hit, some things will miss. But everything you teach your child and everything you show your child, they will remember or retain to some level, yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, as long as it's not really being, like, forced down their throats, per se. Yep. Um, so, like, with him, I, um, I just began showing him, um, like, some of the investment apps and showing him, like, hey, look, I, I put this amount of money in and look how much money I made. Yep. And I haven't touched anything. And he's like, wow, like, you made money and you did nothing? I'm like, yeah, there's, a, there's like, a whole world that's turning that sometimes you just have to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a river. You just have to jump in the river and um, it can ride. It can work for you. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's a lot more complicated than that. And, you know, God only knows I'm trying to figure it out myself. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, he's slowly, he's slowly getting it. And so it's like, you know, of course, he still wants to take that money out and buy something. Mm -hmm, right <laughs> <And> away. So, <laughs> um, it, it's a process. But because, uh, I mean, he's 12. You know, so I'm, I'm, he's I'm right realistic. On track for I know he's not going to. You know, just, you know, be like, you know, have a Steve Jobs mind and like, you know, uh, put those <laughs> things away and just yeah. get there. But at the same time, it's like you do. I do my part. Yeah. I let him see the value of money and, and things cost. And I get on him when yeah. I have to spend money. And it's wasted. So it's like, you know, I, I think that the important thing with kids, you have to teach them the value of money. Parents, you know this. You know, you work hard. You know, oftentimes they don't see that because Absolutely. you. You, you get them things so quickly and so readily, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. Because you want them to have it, right? But if they'll miss that value. Yeah. If they just always get the best thing. So it's, it's a balancing yeah. act. It's Without not like seeing a, the, work yeah. that, the work that comes behind that. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Naomi said something. It's a life lesson. Real yeah. life experience. Transparency. Absolutely. 100%. And it's funny that you say that, Naomi, because as a person, you know, as a West Indian and a person raised by, you know, know, Jamaica. Stop it, Pert. Okay, I'm just helping and a person raised by Jamaican parents. It's like my mom, um, not that she was necessarily secretive, but I don't know that she knew how to be open about money and open about finances. And I'm sure she didn't really have a full understanding of it herself. She yeah. worked really hard always. <clears throat> her and my stepdad and I think their goal was always to make sure the bills were paid make sure food was on the table and a roof was over our head period they weren't necessarily thinking about investments and thinking about a portfolio and a 401k and all of these kind of things that help to secure you for the future so um it is about transparency, absolutely, and it is about going through that experience and being open with our children and, and being honest about them about all of these different kinds of things, absolutely. Naomi says, that's right, value of money. Let them save and purchase something with their own money. Yeah. Aaron bought his own AirPods. <laughs> she said Aaron bought his own AirPods. That's nice. I'd right. like to hear how she... Um 
convince him to do that? What, save? Yeah, to save. And is that, is, I mean, if he came up with that himself, then you're like miles ahead. <laughs> Word. You know, but like if like you know, tell us, share with us how like what was the process and you know? Yeah, how did you convince That's him to save? Because we live in a culture and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that, of course, on, on this week's episode, on t- tonight's episode, but we live in a culture that is consumed with instant gratification. The idea of the except that children grasp. So yeah, Naomi, I'm interested in knowing how you got him to be like, Yeah, you know what, I'm actually gonna save this money instead of spending it right now. Mr. Hidalgo, how are you, sir? Are you uh, in town? Are you globetrotting? What are you doing? Are you in DR? Where are you? Hi, Kiwi B. How are you? Make sure you guys share the video as you come in. This is week four of Money and Matrimony. Is there a dance for the... There's a dance. Oh, wow. I'm not Money and Matrimony. Naomi, how did you convince him to save? How do you convince young kids to even, like, care enough and, and be disciplined enough to get into these kind of things? Is that the topic tonight about kids? Excuse me. It's money and matrimony, family and finance, brother. Okay. So it all uh, snowballs. Because I have notes here. It's nothing about kids. Oh, sweetheart. I'm unprepared now. Oh, no, you're not unprepared, my love. You're never unprepared. <sighs> Kiwi B. So while we're waiting for Naomi to give us um, a little bit of pointers about how she got her son to be willing to save to buy his own AirPods. <laughs> Jose said, hello, I'm in, I'm in New York City working. Working your referral is on. Oh, we'll talk about that. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about finances. I'm not going to say that out loud, but we'll talk about that. I'm sorry to hear that, honey, but we will definitely discuss. I'll follow up with you. Nora Johnson says, this is good stuff. Well, thank you, Nora Johnson. Thank you for joining in on our discussion. So let's talk about what we're really and truly talking about tonight. First of all, I love yes. to open up with some stats for you guys. Yes, Mr. Philip. So um, I'm always giving you guys the statistics and letting you guys what the nu- letting you guys know what the numbers reveal. So I have a, a little quick statistic for you guys tonight. It says 86% of married. Um, couples that have been married in the last five years. So I guess they took a poll for the last five years. 86% of the couples married in the last five years started out their relationship in debt. Started out their marriage in debt. Now, of course, on the surface level or from the outside looking in, this sounds like the dumbest possible idea, right? It's difficult enough to merge two separate lives. It's challenging enough to be a woman trying to get along with a man and vice versa. You know, heaven forbid you're from different cultures, different backgrounds. Forget about it. The odds are already stacked against you in that respect. So now when you add the pressure of coming into the relationship financially strapped in debt, then, of course, it adds another layer of um, of challenges to the marriage. What say you about that, Perth Phillips, starting out your marriage in debt? In debt. Debt. Um, <laughs> um I was just reading what Marlene had to share about her oh. thoughts on living within your means, which is what we're kind of going to segue into. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, starting out your marriage, I mean, that's, you, you don't want to start anything out um, from a bad place. Yeah. But also, it's like life happens. I mean, how often times do we get to be really debt-free where you owe nothing to no one? There's even some good debt if you imagine your finances right. So it's like, um, I think, you can, you, I think you, you can be healthy financially and still have debt. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be working towards the right place and doing the right thing and yeah. making the right steps. Yeah. Um, so I think you want to start out, start off at least in, in the right direction. Let's put it that way. So either you're overcoming or at least in the process of getting to a different place in terms of your spending and your debt. So 
Um, of course, the, the, the marriage within itself has its struggles, and anything you add to it would just make it um, harder. So definitely you want to, you know? Yeah. Make it as easy as possible. Marlene says good debt equals investments, homes, businesses. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll certainly get into that a little bit more as well. Um, so tonight we're talking about what it means to live within your means. What yep. does it mean to live within your means? We live in a culture where we are constantly pressured through social media and through just social interactions, constantly pressured to look the part, constantly pressured mm -hmm. to quote unquote, keep up with the Joneses and to present yourself with material things in such a way that it looks like, oh, okay, she got it all together. He got it all together. He has the money. He's wearing this name brand or wearing that outfit or driving that car so that those the the status quo and the symbol that comes with those things gives the illusion that okay you got it all together you got everything you need so what do you think about that babe the um societal pressure to keep up with the joneses and to look like you have it all together on the outside i mean i i think i know for a fact that i mean there's so many factors that weigh into that mm. um and there's there's a mentality that's a little that's more than just the jones factor if you could say that, you know, why people live the way they do. Um, and there's, there's, there's so many reasons. I mean, oftentimes it's, it's just either where they're coming from or how they were raised and trying to not repeat that cycle of, you know, however they grew up and so trying mm -hmm. to just look a little different and be a little different. And also sometimes it's just motivating for them to present themselves a certain way. And then sometimes it's just fronting. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, Bottom it's, line. It's true. I want to read um, Marlene's definition. It was, I think it was so well, well put together. Uh, my definition of living within your means is ensuring survival is accounted for, bills, home, food, right, et cetera. This also includes savings, retirement, projected repairs and upgrades. Any money beyond satisfying survival needs is only really valuable. If put to proper use, other investments and savings, value, and family trips are important, et cetera. This is my own opinion. So I think that's a, a good um, definition. Oh, Naomi said how she did her... Um, Absolutely, Marlene. I agree 100%. And that's why in week, around week one or two, we, we talked about the importance of defining... Um, your value for yourself. We can't allow our culture to tell us the things that we should hold near and dear and the things that are supposed to be important to us. Our culture will tell us that it's okay to go into debt 60, 70, 80K to get a college degree that you maybe won't even get a job ultimately to dig you out of. Our culture will tell us that it's okay to be buried in debt and to, you know, finance this and to, you know, get the, get the lease on that and all of these different kind of things. So it's like we can't allow somebody else to define for us what um, what is important and what our values should be. So when you say, Marlene, like, listen, family vacations, saving for repairs and making sure those things are on point, those, you know, th those are the things that you want to definitely be defining for yourself as your own values. Naomi says, we told, we, so we asked Naomi to share with us how she got her son to save on his own and get his own um, AirPods. She said, we told them early on that we would get them what they needed and they would have to save for the things they wanted. Birthday money allowance earned by doing chores. In order to motivate them, we would match whatever they saved if it's a really pricey item. Mm. We are also very transparent with them. We show them that we can't purchase the things we want at times. We intentionally model saving. Yes, modeling the behavior that you want to see in your children is so important. The idea of do as I say and not as I do is like those days are so over. No, they'll it's not call you out. All the time. They will call you all out. All the time. 
We intentionally model saving. We do anything from coin jars to envelopes for specific items or vacation. It's not always perfect. We also share our failures and the consequences of them. Absolutely, wow. Naomi. That level of transparency is awesome. I mean, yeah. a lot of parents are... Yeah. You know what's up? one ways to show that to be transparent. Right. And it's like a le- there's a level of validation and and kudos that we need from other people, even from our children, apparently, that uh, that won't allow us to say, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. And, and to be okay with saying that. You know what I mean? Very interesting, Naomi. I love that. Hi, Julia. How are you, lovely? Oh, yeah. How are you, love? How's everything? Marlene says, our generation also has this concept of give our kids what we didn't have, right? But sometimes we're a little excessive. That's where I struggled. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, it's, I think that it's what Naomi said is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's okay to give them the things we didn't have, but we need to get creative with the method. Because, right, let's think about it. Her son, she bought her son's AirPods. Right. Because mm. he bought them with her money. He bought them with the money that he received through what chores and through his allowance. That's still her money. That's still her paying for it. But what happened was she and her husband were able to get creative in the delivery. So he used her money, but it's money that he earned. It's money that he had to handle responsibly in order to get what he wanted versus her just going out and buying it and being like, here you go. And him not even understanding what it took for the money to, to get there or what, what it takes to have to earn the money to get the things that you want. So he's learning a lesson in earning. He's learning a lesson in saving at the same time while he's getting what he wants. And he's learning a very important lesson too, which is there's a process of spending. There's a process. I think that's so that's so that's so powerful. Yeah. Um, if I mean, if you if you don't under, if you can't grasp the the concept of time in reference to spending or process in reference, but you're going to be a thief. Yeah, very true. You, you won't be You'll able always to handle, expect it to come easily and you quick. You won't be able to handle the, the time it takes to earn it. The process. And when, when, when kids appreciate the process of spending, then they, other things just kind of come intrinsic with that. Absolutely. Like you, they start to understand work. Yeah, oh, work So ethic. in this process of spending, in this time, I'm actually still making money doing something. So right. there's a lot that starts to happen once you understand the process. I agree but 100%. Like, but going on, a, on the phone with the kids or going on, on the computer and saying, them seeing a, a phone or something and it's $1,000, you, you click on it and order it right away, it's like, uh, there's yeah. no process in there. They're going to be... Uh, credit card holders yeah. when they get 18, yeah. 19. Yeah. Because they'll need everything that fast. They'll and I mean, of course, nothing quick. is this that black and white, you know, yeah. but I, I think, you know, there's something. There's certainly, there's certainly some um, relation to that. Yes. Yeah. There's a work ethic that you develop and a level of responsibility that you develop through the process of working for something. Even if it means you go out to the backyard and you mow the lawn. Even if it means you go and you rake up the leaves and you get a little money because you rake the leaves. You, mm-hmm. There's still a connection between I received this reward, but I had to do something valuable for this. I had to put in my time. I had to put in my energy. And not only that sometimes when you have to put that time and that energy in you may be more inclined to think twice before making an impulsive purchase you may be inclined to think twice Mm -hmm. before being like do i really want to spend that whole 150 that it took me a month to earn on these airpods i don't know you may think twice about something like that yeah 100 percent. yep 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 with you so um babe Let's talk about um, material things. Is there anything wrong with liking material things? Is there anything, you know, you hear people say, oh, you're materialistic and these kind, you're a label whore and these kind of things. Is there anything wrong with liking material things and going after material things? Um, there's, there's nothing uh, wrong with that. I mean, we live in a material world. 
Um, and even Living if even in a a <laughs> I was saying that. Um, so we kind of ignore it, and um, I think we just have to just not be caught up in consumerism. Yeah, and what and is consumerism in your opinion? <laughs> it's it's you you just you just always eating. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like not just food, but you just always there. You just have always to get the spending. next thing. You're always, always upgrading. Buying. Um, things that they preach in value, like cars and phones, like mm-hmm. they never they never cost more than you pay for them, mm-hmm. but you're always getting newer ones and mm-hmm. more expensive ones. So it's mm-hmm. like it's a cycle, and that's what we get caught in. And otherwise, material things are fine. I think I think, I mean, there are concepts in in, in financial literacy where it, it's called paying yourself first. I think if you work hard, there is a place for you to benefit from Absolutely. that, and you can't just work to only save. Like Marlene t- spoke about family vacations, like those are things that should be a part of your value system. That should be part of your financial planning, right? Absolutely. So it's like it, date nights with your significant other. Yeah, and so it's like being financially savvy doesn't mean you, you can't have fun. It just means that you plan it a certain way, and you don't. You're not. Absolutely. You're not frivolous. So I, I'm. I'm not. I have nothing against the material. Yeah. Um, I think we we can't um. Be caught in that. What did she say? Marlene. Um. Marlene says there is a give and take on material things, not, not everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Should be designer, or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I love. No, I'm not. I can't even say that. I just say, you know, I love designer stuff. I don't. Well, you know, I love designer yeah, stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't buy anything designer. It's, but the things I buy for you are. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It, it, it balances out. I like nice stuff. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like Marlene said. I don't believe in being excessive. I don't believe in breaking the bank. Again, there was a time in my life where I did. I thought it was okay to max out the credit card on the Prada and the Fendi. And I thought it was okay to spend, you know, every little dime I had on something material, clothes, shoes, this or that. Um, But as I've gotten older and as I've um, matured more and the longer I've been on my own and realized the importance of having a stable lifestyle for myself Mm -hmm. and my family, it's like, okay, I like nice things. But now, trust and believe, I am not ashamed to say I will hit up a Poshmark. I will hit up an offer up and be like, let me see what the Gucci is on Poshmark and figure out, you know, is it worth me spending X amount of dollars or is it something that I could skim on because it's not that serious? I like to look nice, but I don't want to break the bank doing it. And and so, you know, I, I feel like it's OK to like nice things, but there's a responsible way to handle it, especially because material things are depreciating values, as you mentioned, honey. Can you talk to us more, babe, about what a what an appreciating asset is and what a depreciating asset is? We're getting a little technical for you guys, but on along the lines of material things, we just want to get a few things clear about um, what the what the small issue is with consumerism and going after those material things. Talk to us, babe, about um, what an appreciating asset is. I mean, those those are really um, accounting terms, um, you know. Um, but I mean, when speaking just in, in, in general um, general talk, an, an asset is something that um, increases in value. It has an, it has a value, and that that value increases over time. Of course, depreciation means that over time, you know, because of wear or tear or other factors, the yeah. value of the item goes, goes down. down. Right? And so you definitely want to have assets. Um, uh, Robert Kiyosaki defined it a little differently. He said an asset is something that puts money in your pocket, um, and anything that takes money out of your pocket is liability. You're right. Right? Or right. De- depreciation. Absolutely. So he kind of looks at it a little, a little yeah, broader yeah. sense. I like that. I, I like that definition. It kind of yeah. is easy to, 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 to put grasp. into a box. Yeah, I like um, that. 
but assets are great because they store value and over time it will improve, right? Um, but some assets are not assets right away. It just depends on how the cycle runs. Like if you purchase a home right now, you have to pay a down payment, you have monthly um, expense. And so it's an asset because it doesn't increase in value, but there's still, it's still, it's still a liability at the time because it's an expense that you have to pay monthly. Right. Of course, once you get past that 15 or 30 year period, now <laughs> still, or even before then, you have equity that you have built right. up and stored up in, over time. in the home. Because so, the, the value of the house may be, although you're paying on it, it may be increasing at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's, that's the, oh, that's the, that's the alarm. Why is the, that, why is the baby alarm so early? It's mad early. So, yeah, I think she hears us talking loudly. Yeah, so. yeah, she hears us talking loudly. Um, She's not in the discussion. She's not liking it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mimi. How are you, my love? So yeah, you wanna you wanna you wanna develop some assets in yeah. your portfolio. These are things that will uh, add value um, to yourselves, like stocks or mutual funds, mm -hmm. um, real estate, definitely. Yeah. Um, contribute to your four hundred one k. Find out if your job has a four hundred one k that you could actually. Yeah, I really see, I recently really spoke to my my financial advisor, and he made me up my your personal contribution. My contribution to like fifteen percent. Wow. Because he was like, if it's anything less than that, it's like, it doesn't really, you know, that's like the standard I should go by. And that was, that tough. was tough. That was tough. I was like, that's, that's a lot more than it, I was doing before. Yeah. It, feels, um, it sounds tough even to me. I'm not going to lie. But then the crazy thing is when you plug in that change it, over the next five or ten, it's, it's, it's astronomical. It's like Right. It, it's because the whole point is to delay the gratification now Yeah. so that in... 15 years, 20 years, when you want to retire, you can do so comfortably and you can afford to do so. I oh. always have visions in my mind of the old person at the supermarket working at the cash register or packing bags. Yeah. And sometimes, of course, you meet people who, are just, you know, they're old, they're retired, and they just need to keep busy and keep moving. And that's one thing. And in a lot of cases, the, the, the bottom line is they cannot afford to retire. And so they got to do something to supplement that SSI that they're getting and, and, so the point of, you know, of pouring into your 401k now or the point of having your mutual funds, your stocks, your bonds now is so that while we cute and young and energized and full of life, this is the time now to sow into those things that will benefit us so that we don't have to be working until we're 70. Ugh, could yeah. you imagine? Um, Naomi was doing 26 percent, but boy down to 10. Dang, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> 26 but she said she's brought that thing down to 10 yeah, Naomi what made you if you mind share drastic yeah. drop and I think I think too when it comes to I mean what my advisor was saying is that there are many ways to oh she said that was she already answered it I love it she said that was too, too much, much for the season, season we were in absolutely there are many, there are many ways to do this thing too it's yeah. like 401k is just one avenue yeah. and it has its boundaries and limitations and there are other ways to um, to make your money yeah. money work for you one of the greatest ways to make your, your money work for you is to invest in yourself in terms of uh, business venture, yeah, or idea. And some people have great ideas and even great um, products, yeah. And they should really explore that. I mean, that's yeah. that to me. That's the ultimate, like the ultimate. Absolutely, the ultimate investment is indeed in yourself. Absolutely, yeah. nothing will pay you a higher dividend than something that you you create, yeah, with your name in it that can be transferred to you, your kids, right. um, your family, your generations for years to yeah. come. I mean, Steve Jobs is dead, but the Jobs name will be. It will live on. They'll have jobs for generations it to come. It will live on. Like, for real. Like, you know, so that's, that's the kind of impact I would like to make is, is to, it's not about the money, but just to have that longevity, you know? Yeah. 
Naomi said she needed to fund her music. <laughs> she don't have a sugar daddy. <laughs> I mean, Too that's funny. investing in herself. That's Absolutely. that's her business. Yep. Venture. Absolutely. So it's like, you know. And your voice is very beautiful. It is worth every bit of the investment. Totally. What's the new album? What's the new album called? Omi Live at the Compound, I think. Perth. What? You know what? So, um, babe, recap for us about the appreciating asset and the and the depreciating thing. So, the asset appreciates or it gains value over time. It has it has value when you when you purchase it, and then over time it, it gains value like a home, uh, like stocks, like uh, mutual funds, and and certain things. Depreciating assets are assets where their value over time it diminishes, and that's because of wear and tear, and also just because of supply and demand too. I mean, the reason why. I, why the house, why houses accrue in value, why it, it, it grows in value is because there's no, like this house is here. There's, there's yeah. a limited amount of ch- space and land. bought a chunk of land. Yeah, yeah, like you could build a brand new car today. And so because there are many cars available and I can, yeah. you buy a car, I yeah. can buy your car right now. Yeah. No, I can't. Wait. I'm just joking. <laughs> but it's like, because, because of that, you know, that's why the value does, doesn't really appreciate this house is here. I can't build a house within this same space. That's Absolutely. why it's real Absolutely. estate. Like it's, it's something tangible. Yeah. And so that's why these are things you want to invest into. So a car, for example, is a depreciating asset or yeah. depreciating yeah, I won't even item. Say, I won't even say yeah. Asset, yeah. yeah I think so the, it's a depreciating item. Yeah. The, 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 the term depreciating asset is, is definitely more financial, like more accounting purposes. Yeah. But um, yeah. So a car depreciates in value. The newest, the, what about the newest iPhone? Oh uh, yeah, depreciating. Yeah, in because value. As, as as you're purchasing your new iPhone XR, Q, XR QB, 10. right? It's like as you as you put that phone to your ear, they're developing the next one, and Facts. so the value without. And they're even, not only developing the next one; they're developing very cunning marketing strategies to make you think you need it, or to make you feel like you have to have it. So supply and demand um, funnels that, and so because, again, because of consumerism and the culture we live in. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. It's great business. Yeah. If you if you're in the business of making products, like you know, I'm trying to get into. Listen, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm My just mad. I don't have a product tonight. yet. <laughs> we are on week four of money and matrimony. Make sure you guys share the video as you come on in. Don't forget to share. Sharing is caring. Share, 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 so that other people can get in on our discussion. We are in the middle of just pointing out what it what an appreciating asset is versus a depreciating item, and um, we're on the subject tonight of what it means to live within our means and what it means to um, to keep up with the Joneses and why that's a thing. Why is that even a thing in our culture? Why is that a thing you think, babe? Why is it a thing that we feel like we got to impress people and we feel like we got to look the part? Why, why don't people want to actually be the part? Uh, because what does that mean? Because of the because of the access of social media now, you can you can do that without you can do that instantly. Yeah. You know, to, to be the part, people have to know you and get to know you and, and see and how you move. And to be moving. the part, you got to do the work. Yeah. Even if people don't know you, and if, even if you move in in complete silence and utter seclusion, mm-hmm. if you wanted to really and truly be what you portray, you'd have to be doing the work. Not, not even really. Who knows, what, who knows what work you're doing? What do you mean? You have to do the work, yes, but who knows that? <laughs> it's like you, could just, you could just post in a certain way. And it shows that you, you... But that's what I'm saying. So the question is, mm-hmm. why don't people... Why are people more concerned with looking the part as opposed to being the part? Because the... the and I think, it is because, I think it's because being the part actually takes work and people don't want to do the work. 
Mm, I, I, th- I don't think I think that's true. That sounds a bit hundred percent true. But I just think it's as simple as the access, um, the accessibility to your lives and how open it is in, in the social media environment. But aren't there people? Aren't there people in social media who are very social, very open, mm-hmm. but also really and truly like about that life? Actually, really successful. Actually, really doing the work. Actually, really like doing their thing. But then you don't really know that. You know, and, and so that's why there's like a big cloud, <laughs> not, not like the cloud in the sky. There's like a big cloud. It hides everything. So it's like the person who is the person who has, has spent years at their craft and worked hard to develop the skills to do what they're doing is in the social eye just as good as the person who's got up yesterday. The person who's I said, hey, I have some money to put into this. Let me put this car up and do this stuff and look this way and flash this stuff. They're the same people. Oh my god! So terrible. They, and so it it, 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 it it kind of you know it, it sucks. You know, for people. But who, the thing about it is work. right. But the thing about it is this, babe. Uh-huh. That social media, not to say it's not real life, but um, it's only a small fraction of real life. So although you could go on social media, like you said, and mm-hmm. look just as qualified as the person who's been putting putting in all the work, mm-hmm. the difference is. You're not though in real life, but that's what that's my point. It's not. It is real because it's as real. It's it's as real as it's gonna get for someone who'll never see you beyond the screen. But you still gotta live with you. You still oh, gotta people see. People are listen. That's a, people are fine with that. People are fine they, with that. Yeah, they're good. Wow. Put some oh my gosh. On what, my what do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. You better put some uh, respect. Hello, somebody. So what do you guys think? Naomi, what do you think about that? What do you think about this whole thing about keeping up with the Joneses? She stayed flossing on on, on, on Well, I, she flosses on with that pretty face. What do you think about that, Naomi? <laughs> what say you? What do you um what other um pointers did you have for us, honey? Did you have anything else to to add in terms of the the assets and or any of that stuff? <laughs> it's foolishness. <laughs> Ah, um, she said it's foolishness. Yeah, so it's, and, and just speaking about a topic living within living your means. Living within your means. Yeah, yes. it's, it's, so it's just as simple as income over expenses, right? When, once the month ends, where do you land? Have you spent uh, more, <laughs> right, than, you, than you've made? Right. Did you break even or you're a little below? Your goal is always to be, your goal is always be, to be a little, a, little, a little below or a lot below. Um, but A lot below meaning what? Ex- explain. Below your expenses, Right, you wanna you wanna be at a comfortable level um, below that, but your expenses should not just be only, and that's where we lose the battle too. Your expenses should not just be only bills, mm-hmm. right, um, or liabilities. Um, what what the the financial books speak about this concept of paying yourself first means that you're 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 putting money into into these assets as well. That's how you pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. So when everybody says pay yourself first, it doesn't mean oh I'm gonna get paid. Oh shoot. Uh, I'm gonna put a hundred on this, you know, or a hundred on this ring right here. Pay myself first. Check oh, it out. Okay. It's like I don't know what this was. I wasn't doing gang signs on. The game. My whole life. I'm just trying to stay hydrated. <laughs> hot and all that. So that's not that's not what paying yourself first is. It's like it means that you've you you put money into something that will give you money back. That's how you pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. And so within your expenses or the money that you're spending every month, it's, if 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 it's only bills. Um, and liabilities, and, and for now, that's fine. But you want to get to a place where you're p- putting money into savings. You're putting some away for emergency. You're putting 10% away for giving, right, which we spoke about last week and how powerful that is. Yeah. And you um, are investing. 
And so it's 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 a lot. It's very it's, a lot. it's, it's very involved. It's, it's not easy to right. be this on top of things. No, but it's, it's not. It rewards. Yep. There's a reward for, for for being that diligent about it. Absolutely. Naomi says I'm still learning about budgeting. It's hard. It's hard to let old habits die. Balance. Absolutely, Naomi. And we spoke about that at length last week. The importance of budgeting and we just you know went over what it looks like for our budget and how we were able to develop that budget and you know you sort of had to go through a process for a couple of months of just like spending your money the way you normally do and then going back and now looking at every single transaction that you made throughout the month at least the ones that you made with your debit card and the ones you can recall looking at every single way that you spent your money and going back and saying okay going forward now do I need to tighten up the reins do I need to spend $50 a month at Starbucks or at Dunkin donuts is that something i could slice in half or do i just need the budget for that you feel like listen do i need the budget for that or not or can i cut back on that and then you figure out um exactly what you need to do in order to get to your goals babe you mentioned a major point last week which was like it's it's difficult for some people to stick to a budget if they are budgeting with no goal but once you have an end goal in mind and there's something that you're trying to attain whatever that thing may be then it might make it easier for you to um to be able to budget and to be able to stick to your budget when things get hard. I'm just saying. Yeah, 100%. Nora says budgeting is always important. Yeah, and it is difficult. We fell off for a couple of months and we had to regroup and get back at it, you know? And so it is It is difficult. But again, having an end goal in mind makes it all the more helpful. Yeah, and what I've, what I've begin to, begun doing recently is um, with the budget, because you know we allocate... X amount of dollars for every, you know, line item in, on the budget. You know, kids, you know, gas, everything. Yeah. Um, like this month, my spending was excessive. It was beyond um, what it should be for some of those items. But overall, I'm still at like 70% to my spending limit. So it's like I'm using that buffer yeah. to help me to stay in control as well. Because yeah. sometimes things will get out of hand. And it wasn't actually out of hand. Like this month, there was a... Something that came up. Exactly. And I had to spend a few, you know, spend a few hundred dollars to go take care of something. Um, but it's, that's why the budget helps you because even when you have that craziness happen or you have excessive spending, you can still look at where you're landing and you can still end the month in a good place. I mean, this mm-hmm. is what organizations do and how they balance their Absolutely. finances and make yeah, sure they hit their goals and their targets. They're given a budget and then they work within that budget. Targets. Yeah, it's like you, you, track, you track to goal, you track to spending. What yeah. percentage of the money um, that you allocate to spend have you spent already? Yeah. Absolutely. They even have a, when I used to work in, um, in at my nonprofit organization, they would always have a time of year when they had to do what you call a spend down. Cause it's like, okay, just like you're saying you're 70% Ooh, to your budget. Mm. Sometimes in a nonprofit, in the nonprofit sector, you get to like only 70, 80% of your budget and you still have three or four months left in the fiscal year. And it's like, well, you can't just give that money back to the state. They gave it to you because they anticipated this is what you would need to operate the, mm-hmm. the organization. Yeah. So you spend down. So now you begin to get creative and find ways to spend that money on other things. People get a bonus because they've been working so hard. People get new office furniture because they might need new accommodations in the office and different things like that. So, yeah, I'm definitely familiar with how that all works. It's pretty interesting. Um, Naomi said finance should be taught at the elementary school level. And it's it's not. Absolutely. Unfortunately, our education system is kind of 
still behind on it's, this. It's not sort of behind, but it's, it's also just geared to producing great employees, great people that will work for someone else. It doesn't yeah. really engage kids in the idea of business and yeah. finances and investment, investment, and things of, of business ownership mm, and very true. you know. So it's like those those things they have to get from you. <laughs> like the, the school systems, and I'm not knocking because I'm a teacher and yeah. I know teachers, and, and teachers are great. And they invest into our children beyond what they're paid Absolutely, to do. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I, I understand that. But it's like, don't expect that financial literacy to come from uh, the education system. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, there's parts of it where, I mean, there's a lot of it where it has to come from you. From us, yeah. Yeah, from us. So. And that's why I've been so, it's been, I feel like that's a part, of, a big part of the reason why it's been so important for us to get on this track and for us to actually start to do the work and begin to understand what it's all about is because not only do we want to know for ourselves, but we want to know for our kids because we can't give our kids what we don't have. We can't teach them what we don't know, mm-hmm. which we started off by talking about in terms of what we learned from our parents where money is concerned and what we saw growing up and things like that with money. And it's like, if we don't have the tools, we can't give those tools to our kids. And so the only hope that we have to establishing a situation where you can begin to create generational wealth is by making sure that the generations are educated properly. Yeah. And that is, that is, that is your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think sometimes parents put too, way too much on the school system I in know. terms of responsibility. I mean, that's a whole nother yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's from Naomi has a lot to pitch in. Mm. I know a lot of my teacher friends can yeah. have a lot to say Mine about too. that. Mine too. But from a financial standpoint, teach your kids about money and you know, and just do your do your best to be an example for them of of, of money. My son knows I'm very like, you know, uh he knows, like, my son knows me. He knows, like, if it's the newest sneaker out, I'm not going to really know about it. Or if yeah. it's the newest watch, I'm not going to really be too fancy about it. But he also knows I know a lot about investments and a lot about financial things, you know. And so he'll pick my mind about those things. And, you know, um, a lot of times I pick him up. I'm, I'm listening to audiobooks. Like, I'm, I'm a boring dad. I mean, Aww, I'll be honest. But, you know, no, they're, not. But listen, we'll go to the movies. Y'all we'll play basketball. Y'all going to theaters and yeah. all that? <laughs> That's why I have to make it up. <laughs> but, um, you know, just day in and day out. You know, because I'm just also on a mission yeah. right now. And what I tell them sometimes is like, Jay, it's, it, you'll find periods of your life where for you might focus on a certain thing for like a few months because you have a specific goal you're trying to reach and conquer. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to teach him. It's like, you know, I'm, right now I'm, on, I'm, in a, I'm in a zone for a specific thing and focus. he knows about it. So he's like, yeah. he gets that. So he comes in the car and I'm listening to audiobooks. And sometimes he'll listen to, he'll ask questions. And sometimes he won't. I don't force him, like, take off your AirPods and listen to what he's saying. You know, <laughs> I don't force him, but um, he finally got around to pitching me his business idea. I told him to pitch me a business idea. <laughs> Nora uh, says you guys should really do seminars. I told oh, him to pitch Nora. me a business idea. But and babe, he did. let me ask you something. Do you feel like you know how sometimes he gives you the oh you're boring and oh mm-hmm. you you know he gives you the long face when you're like read this book. Do you feel like bad about that sometimes? Like Not do at you all. feel bad when that he thinks you're the boring parent? Oh please, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. I think I think he'll he'll not I think I know that he will see the difference as he gets older. Yeah. So it's okay for you that you're like the I'm not coming over this weekend because I don't want to do whatever you're doing. Yeah, that that's fine. Because it brings it makes me sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because nah, like that's... I don't know what it is. What do you think it is that sometimes we need that validation and we need that like approval? I mean that's a whole different. I think I think sometimes in this in in the day and age we live in, kids are kids are parents' best friends. I mean I see it all the time. Um, in teachers As in a school, teacher, yeah. like 
parents show up and these kids are like their homies. I'm like, nah, you're not my homie. <laughs> like, I need you to listen. So it's because, okay if you don't like me because yeah, I'm trying to teach you, you something if valuable. If you're my friend and you, you could answer me back and talk to me like we're homies, you're not going to listen to a teacher in school. Uh, so I'm like, we're not, I'm father. Yeah. And so that means a little, that means a lot. Yeah. That's, that's different. That means sometimes I say things and I mean something like for real. Yeah. And other times I can play around and be joking. Like you have to draw those lines. If you don't, if I don't draw that line for him, the law will draw the line in its Facts. own way, right? The system Facts. will draw its line in its own way. Yep. Economic factors will draw its line. I mean, we just have to be real about uh, about the what we the day and then we live in a beautiful time, but there's still some ugly things that happen and still, some ugly people yeah. um, out there. So it's like you just have to be ready for all that. You just yeah, really, really do. Absolutely. You know, so I hear you. What else do you have to contribute, honey? Nothing. What? You have a whole list of stuff over there. I got bacon soda. Perth, oh, <laughs> don't come with that foolishness. I'm not even in the mood, honestly. It's my song. All right. Um. <laughs> well, guys, we are going to wrap it up. On that note. On that note, we are going to wrap it up. <laughs> we love you guys, and we thank you guys thank for you joining so us, for sharing with us, and for engaging with us, and, you know, telling us what your experience is, and giving us a lot of food for thought, and giving us a lot of things that we can also add to our ever-growing repertoire of um, financial knowledge. So we'll be back next week, hopefully on Monday as planned, but things do happen, guys. But um, the plan is for us to be back next week for week five. Week five is the final week of money and matrimony. We have been on every Monday for the entire month of July, and week five is the... um, is the final week as we wrap up the month. Naomi says, I believe the trick to use the trick is to use their interest to teach them life lessons and to guide them toward their goals and dreams. It's not too early to have a business mindset. A hundred percent. And that's why I thought it was great that babe, you asked him to, you asked Jay to pitch you a um, idea. Yeah. So he has a, he has an app that he's, we're going to be working on. Super dope. Um, and you're going to develop the app. Yeah. That's going to be cool. It'll be super cool. I and can't him, wait. He's like, so dad, what do I do when I become a millionaire? I'm like, listen, let's let's, let's take it one step at a time. Let's, let's get this app idea app, fully app thought out. It's a very saturated market. There's an app developed every like two seconds. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, listen, you have you find a problem and a, and a unique solution to it. Yeah. You've you've made yourself a good pathway to doing. And it's good really that he's powerful. that he's on that track. That he's opening up the ideas. That he's opening up his horizons and understanding okay. what the possibilities are for him. And so that's good too. Even if it just gets his his mind flowing in a different direction, then that's even great too. Yeah. Naomi's laughing. She said, "Cool." <laughs> so yeah, guys. So we are wrapping it up, and we will meet with you guys Wrap next up, week for week. Five, our final week of money and matrimony. Um, and so you guys have a blessed evening and stay Perth. What? Lord. You look at my biceps looking in the, in the camera, Leo. It's crazy with the shadow right here. It's kind of like the X-Man. Okay. Like that shot. If you guys want to join us for Money <laughs> After Dark. Oh, Money After you Dark guys with Jonathan can, Williams. With on Jonathan Thursday. Williams. He will see this later on and he will know what we're talking about. <laughs> we will be here later in a secret page for money after dark money after dark <laughs> just joking but um we will join you guys next week <laughs> and we cannot wait to catch up with you so you guys have a good night bye bye guys peace out uh where's the finish button at the bottom honey in the bottom right hand i didn't think this thing will be able to see that i had no pants on perth oh so
Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com. <laughs>